0: Welcome to three brothers, nope, welcome to two brothers, nope, one brother and a shot of milk, you heard me right ladies and gentlemen, we got one brother and a shot of milk, you know what, honestly, I think it's probably just better when Rich and I are flying solo, what do you think, we'll put it to a vote for the fans, all seven of you in Germany. (laughs) Anyways, we're talking Peacemaker, episode five, six, seven, eight, the grand finale, ladies and gentlemen. What have you been up to, Rich? What's your week been like, man?
1: Uh my week is just the usual, uh, working. Um, other than that, I've been watching. I watched Nobody on HBO Max. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it was. I I, I I dug it. It was. Uh, I would say it was like a um, a family John Wick. Family Man John Wick type of thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's about a a man who retired from being, like, a um, a government fixer, I would call him. Uh, He would pretty much go out and fix problems, whether by negotiations or by force. Um, And kind of, like, under the radar type of thing. And, yeah, like, if you look at him, you would never think that he... Did the things and can do the things that he was doing throughout the entire movie, but you know he tried to retire and live a normal life. But yeah, it was a, it was a dope watch.
0: And who who's the lead man?
1: Oh, I forgot the guy's name. He's uh, he plays the lawyer on um Call Sal, and oh, he was uh, oh, Bob. Bad.
0: Yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, yeah, Where Bob Odenkirk. He's great.
1: He's yeah. great. Um, yeah, he's pretty dope.
0: Uh, you'd recommend seeing that?
1: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Some other stuff. I was watching Love Is Blind season two on Netflix don't judge me you can judge me i don't i don't get these whole reality love thing it's just weird like they were all being weird texas chainsaw massacre it came out on netflix mm, no i don't recommend that either what was that a remake movie yeah it was like a remake a reboot yeah finished up disenchantment still entertaining at uh, certain points murderville yeah which was pretty interesting it's like they take stars and they put them in kind of like um what do they call it like Dinner theater type of thing. They just drop them in a scenario. They don't know what they're doing, and they kind of have to like go with the flow and like play like they're detectives or trainees to a lead detective. And uh it's pretty funny. Someone was pretty funny. You could tell that the that the main guy was um he was trying to keep it together. <laughs> and he was like laughing like off to the side. And then uh I got into Dying Light, Dying Light Two, and uh it's going all right. Got a little further. I'm like probably like another hour in. Having, put as much time and attention as I usually would put into a game, you know,
0: life and all. Yeah.
1: But uh, that's about it for me. What's going on with you?
0: Well, I uh, I got some pickups this week. Okay. I uh, I could not get this. This is uh, Harley Quinn. It's called Strange Love Adventures, and it's basically her with... I am assuming a box of chocolate hearts with the dinosaur screaming in her face, and I can only assume it's the dinosaur we see in Batman's thing at some point, you know? Oh, yeah, the Batcave? In the Batcave. And then the other comic of note, I picked up my Peacemaker comic. Okay. Since we talking Peacemaker today. Yeah. And you can kind of tell. I'll, I'll send some pictures of this. Actually, I think we posted about this two weeks ago on the uh, on the gram. But the art in it is straight off of the off of the Peacemaker from the movie and from the HBO series. So mm-hmm. it's really really pretty enjoyable. I've been playing this game, and the game what the f is this game called Sword Hunter? Is this crappy little phone game? Uh Where you run around as a a samurai, Japanese schoolgirl with a sword, just hack and slash kind of Streets of Rage style. Okay. And I'm actually kind of addicted to it, but it's also super obnoxious. I'm addicted to it because it speaks to that old school side scroller gap in my life. All right. But it's obnoxious because it's a free game. But the trick is they make you watch 30-second advertisements every minute. And it's so frustrating because I just want to play the game. And honestly, I'd buy the game. I'd pay 10 bucks and just buy the damn game to never have to look at another advertisement again. So there's that. So I've been playing that game. And I've been playing that game. You know why I've been playing that game? Because I have commitment issues. It's not the game I want to play, but I know it doesn't require anything of me, so it's easy to play. Right. So I'm playing that. And I went and I watched Uncharted this week. How was that? It's probably what we should be talking about. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So I won't say anything about it to spoil it. It's fun. It's a fun film. And if you've played the Uncharted video games, the movie watches just like you're playing one of the games. Okay. I, and you kind of get the sense of that even in the trailer. You know, in the trailer, you see him literally on the back of a plane where the cargo things are floating out of the, the tail end of the plane. And he's literally jumping through. You know, how fast does a plane travel? A few hundred miles. Yeah, it's moving fast as hell up there. So I don't know how anyone would jump off of an object through space three to five feet to get to another objects in front of you. I would think the way that physics would work is You jump off of that object and then find yourself on the ground, <laughs> you know what I mean. But <laughs> so, I don't know about the science of it, but the movie watches like the game. So, if you enjoy the game, you probably enjoy the movie. But that's what I did this week,
1: okay? Uh, so let me ask you a question now. All
0: right, what's your question?
1: What do cameras and superheroes have in common?
0: I don't know, what do cameras and superheroes have in common?
1: A oh, flash.
0: Yeah, come on, let that let that sink in. Let that sink.
1: Cameras, superheroes, a flash. You know what I'm saying? The your favorite speedster. You know
0: what? You know that joke could be improved also.
1: Yeah. If it, yeah, I was if thinking it, about it, that. it needs
0: to be more specific because the flash is too specific. It might make more sense if you said, "What do cameras and the Justice League have in common?" Yeah. A flash. Yeah. That'd be better, right? That would be better. That would be better. Yeah. Well, on that note, let's get the hell out of this segment, and let's run on down the street, take a left of the block, run through the light, hit all the people in front of us, say, hey man, I'm walking here, and we find ourselves at The Collector's Corner. It's show and time. Here at The Collector's Corner, we like to show off something that's just a part of our collection. Might be something we've had since birth. Might be something we've acquired along the way. Could be worth a million dollars. Could... Could be worth nothing more than the lint in our pocket. Cause that thing's sentimental, maybe hopefully. Anyways, what do you got? Well
1: I have to round off on this collection. Well, not really round off. I got still got a few more to go. But I got this guy, the uh the Mandalorian, but he's all Best Guard up. Yes. This is the Funko Pop. He's uh he has his disruptor again, but now it's kind of like holding it vertical off to his side. He's fully decked out in uh Beskar armor. And yeah, looking dope, looking confident. He could take on the universe.
0: I got to tell you, man, I'm a real Mando Fando. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, yeah. which which pop number is that?
1: That's uh, This is 345.
0: Pop number 345, decked out with the armor.
1: Yeah. Pretty dope. Pretty good stuff.
0: You're gonna have to at some point get us a get us a full shot of all these pops, man. You you got dozens at this point.
1: I mean, way more than that. But yeah, I gotta I gotta figure out how I'm gonna organize these things to get a full shot of them. And I got some random joints. They're not even they're not pops. They what's got like a Q fig. I don't even know who makes that. But it's that's a Deadpool. I think I got that in a box when I went to Comic Con. Came in a came in a box with a whole bunch of bunch of stuff, T-shirts and whatnot. But, uh, yeah. Speak, but yeah man.
0: Speaking of T-shirts, what are you rocking today?
1: Oh, I think I might have
0: worn this, already. Just a Nintendo, Nintendo shirt. That is such a so classic a con- shirt, classic man. Classic controller. Did you get that at, I feel like, is that a Walmart? Is that a Target exclusive? This, I'm not
1: sure. I had this for a while now. It could have been either one. It could have been Hot Topic. It could have been
0: Hot Topic. I feel like I got yeah. that same shirt in a bin somewhere.
1: Yeah. This is the old joint. I wear this. You know, quite regularly. has its wear and tear on it. Graphics kind of cracking up a little bit, but I like it. Oh, gives it that, that vintage look.
0: There you go. You got to pay for that nowadays. All these yeah. all these young bucks buying our dirty skivvies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do you have for us? Oh, uh, well, my shirt today is just... Uh, I got this when I was in Japan. It's uh, Kyoto, which is oh. one of the cities, and it's got its uh, kind of mythical... They're like a fox. It's exactly what it is. It's the fox, which is kind of the the city symbol of Kyoto. And mm. Kyoto is such a cool place, man. It's it's a. There were two towns in Japan that were kind of magical, mm. which I know is ridiculous to use that word to explain a place, but it really was. And it was Kyoto magical. And the other one that was surprising was uh, Hiroshima. Mm. We went to this island out by this giant tori gate, um, tori gate Story for another time, this Tory Gates incredible. And there's this Buddha temple there with a thousand little carved Buddha statues, and they all had little hand-knit beanies on their heads. Wow. And it was hysterical, whimsical, and there's just this whole magical vibe. So, anyways, I'm wearing my Kyoto shirt, which was one of my favorite experiences in Japan. Nice. All right. My collector's corner item today, though. I'm showcasing four little items, and they're they're comic books. They're original Fantastic Four comic books, Um, and what makes them special is they're all Silver Surfer covers. So here is – this is Fantastic Four number 50, which is a a dope Fantastic Four cover, Silver Surfer cover. This guy in mint condition is well over $100,000. Ooh. Yeah, my my guy is not mint condition, but it's easily, I, I could probably easily get a thousand bucks off it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually got two of those ones. I picked nice. those up quite some time ago. This guy is Fantastic for 55 and it's uh, Silver Surfer and The Thing and they seem to be having a thing. Yeah. Um, this guy in mint condition is over 10 grand. All right. And yeah, uh, okay. mine is not mint condition, but I should easily be able to pull, you know, a few hundred bucks off of it All right. without trying. This guy, this is this is a fun one. This is Galactus and Silver Surfer. This is Fantastic Four 74. You see the Silver Surfer down there on the bottom causing yeah. trouble. This guy Who's in Mint. Who's what? that flying? Man, I don't- is that like another? Yeah, he's another cosmic baddie or something. Okay. He's, he's this green guy. This this particular one is in mint condition, somewhere in the $7,000 range or so. Um, mine is not mint condition, but, again, I should easily be able to pull several hundred bucks off of it. I have two of these, too. This is actually not the better one. Okay. And uh, and the last one I'm showing is Fantastic Four, 72. It's got this great... Silver Surfer image on the cover of it. It's a real iconic one. And you can see it's got um the Watcher. Yeah. Kind of faded in the back in red. This guy's worth uh it's the least valuable of the lot. It's uh mint condition to be worth like five thousand five hundred bucks or something. Um but it's one of the more iconic looks. So again, probably easy to get a few hundred bucks off of it if I wanted.
1: Okay. I mean, you know, five thousand.
0: A lot of money to some people. <laughs> oh, 5000 Yeah, well, I wish I had it in men. <laughs> All right. Dope collection. All right. So I think it's time for the news. It's time for the news. And, oh, well, actually, one of the missing brothers was going to cover this news segment today. So here's the news we'll talk about. Hey, man, did you see the latest, uh, uh um, <laughs> what do you call it? Dr. Strange trailer? Yes, I did. Did you notice a certain voice in it? no i think you did whose voice sir patrick stewart's voice was oh in it. yes 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 okay i'm sorry i thought you were about to hit me with something different I'm like wait a minute did i miss something well yes. listen patrick stewart being in the mcu is newsworthy yeah very true i mean so what does that mean are, are they trying to i mean we know that disney has been talking about bringing the x-men in
1: Man, I would assume that the X-Men's coming in. You got the leader of the X-Men there, or at least the head,
0: the creator of, you know? So that means that, I mean, Marvel's just doing their own thing. That means what what we're dealing with potentially is, again, obviously, it's madness in the multiverse. So we're looking at a scenario where we could get anyone from any X-Men movie at any point coming in to play any of these characters. And subsequently, they could reboot the whole thing and just give us whoever they want.
1: Yeah. Um allegedly uh, someone spotted Tom Cruise as I believe the ultimate Iron Man S-
0: was it ultimate or superior superior Iron Man excuse me sorry
1: and um uh people were saying they saw Deadpool possibly seen Deadpool uh yeah man <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen dude
0: I don't want to hold my breath yeah I don't want to either but if Marvel is about to start just saying y'all you thought us putting the Avengers together was a thing. You thought us putting Endgame together was a thing. You thought us putting that last Spider Man together was a thing. Buckle your seatbelts because you have no damn idea what we're about to do. Yeah. I mean, are you freaking kidding me? I don't know. So, uh.
1: It looked like it's going to be sick. And I am. Hopefully they, they deliver what the rumors are, or at least some of them. And, uh, and we can see what the future of the Marvel Universe as a whole, because.
0: Man, I mean, I'll, I'll say this in our first cast this year, we were posed the question if we could choose three things to watch, play, or whatever, what would we choose? And uh, Doctor Strange wasn't my number one, but if mm. that is what this movie potentially is going to be, yeah, it might be moving up the uh, that list real, real fast. Oh, yeah, all right,
1: Defender Strange.
0: I've never,
1: I mean, I'm not familiar with all of Doctor Strange,
0: but this friend of Strange, his his suit looks pretty dope, not gonna lie. Yo, I can't, I just, I'm, I'm real excited for Dark Strange, and there've Mm -hmm. been a lot of fan concept images floating around and some stuff being pseudo leaked intentionally or accidentally, and yo, he looks sick. Yeah, well, didn't they show him? Like, didn't, didn't he? They yeah, show. Like a, they show him for a brief second in the trailer. Right. Yeah, yeah, tentacles and squid, or I guess Cthulhu or whoever we think that the, the dude is. Right? Yeah. It's gonna be dope.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to get too hyped for it. Like you said, don't want to get, don't want to hold the breath on it. But you know, it's kind of hard not to. No,
0: yeah, I'm getting hyped. All right, what well, think it's time to stop being so damn nice. What do you think? Oh yeah, gloves are off. Let's go. All right, it's time for a d- 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 debate. Let's what, 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 get, get mm-hmm. ready. To rock. Oh. If you could give, or if you had to give, a solo superhero someone else's sidekick to aid and improve them, whose sidekick would you give them and why? And now you gotta replace that hero's sidekick with a villain who has hero potential. Hmm. Okay,
1: so I was thinking about this, and the hero that I would take would be Black Panther, okay? The sidekick I would give him is Arthur from The Tick.
0: (laughs) <laughs> and i think they will help
1: each other out because one arthur will get an upgrade in technology for his suit and he can actually know what's going on with his suit and then two black panther can learn to to work with uh, others because black panther has always been like a solo guy you know yeah. being stealthy and everything like that but now he has the benefits of having someone else watching his back off to the side maybe run diversion if need be you know they can help each other they can they can Help each other become better heroes and sidekicks. and he could probably help with Arthur's uh, confidence because I believe the uh, no, author's not the most confident of sidekicks. He's always fumbling, kind of bumbling a little bit. Um, again, doesn't know how his suit works, so he's kind of running, running through with that. So, uh, yeah, Arthur
0: from the Tick, the
1: sidekicking, sidekicking Black Panther. Oh, I love uh,
0: it. Yeah, yeah, he's kicking Black Panther in the side. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so now I have to replace the ticks. Sidekick, since yes. Arthur's off in Wakanda. Um, I have two. They're kind of not known villains, kind of obscure from the Spider-Man universe. Um, one Slide, and the other, or I'll be either I'll either you Slide or the Human Fly.
0: The Human. I feel the Human
1: slide. Fly would kind of fit in because he's a winged character. He can fly around just like Arthur was, so he can kind of do the same thing as running a diversion and stuff like that. But with the with the human fly, he's also strong. He can see in all directions. He has like three hundred sixty degree vision. And uh I think he could be he could be a good sidekick. The slide would be like a it's like a flash type of villain. He has a, a chemical that he developed that makes him that makes him slide around really
0: fast. Oh, oh I see him. Yes, Interesting. Yes. Very
1: obscure
0: guy. Huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all I right. mean listen. I did yeah obscure you went obscure I went obscure yeah okay I would I would take hit girl okay kick ass as sidekick and I would pair her up with Wolverine because Wolverine's this solo loner but every now and again he gets paired up with someone in the comics and in the series and cartoons and stuff like Kitty Kitty Pry, right? And they end up mm-hmm. having like this great kind of chemistry together. Even you look at the the last Lo- Logan movie, right? right? He had this great rapport with this younger kid. So I think Wolverine paired up with Hit-Girl could actually and she's already kind of on his spectrum as far as like violence. You know, yeah. so they so they their darkness kind of comp, can complement each other. But I think they can also keep each other in balance. Also, she's lacking a father figure at this point in her life.
1: And Wolverine could fill that void. And Wolverine right. could fill
0: that void. So okay. now you got Kick-Ass lacking a sidekick. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking a sidekick that might be fun for Kick-Ass to have would be Harley Quinn. Because okay. she's she's kind of already pseudo sidekicky ish, right? Right. So she she's not necessarily going to have an ego problem as far as who's in charge, and that's a problem with a lot of villains playing a subordinate role. They're just not going to. Mm. Now, obviously, Harley's going to have antics, and they have to figure that one out. But I think that's the right energy level for someone like Kickass. Give them a Harley Quinn, see if that doesn't balance the equation. So
1: I would I could see like Kickass. Trying to figure out how to rein in Harley Quinn. Oh yeah, and running through that whole learning process. All right, okay. Like after she bashes in like her her second or third you no know, villain skull, like petty thieves skulling and she's he's like, wait, 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 wait. We can't be doing all this. <laughs> like, yeah, I can see that. All right, all right.
0: I'll, yeah, I give you that. All right. Well, I think it's time for it's, it's time, time for the, for the, main, the main event. event. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to spoil the hell out of the HBO Peacemaker series. We're talking episodes 5, 6, 7, and 8, The Grand Finale. If you're wondering why we're not talking about 1, 2, 3, and 4, we've talked about them in earlier podcasts. So before listening to this, assume you haven't listened to them, then go back and check them out. Otherwise... And what the difference is. Let's just jump into five. Episode five called Monkey Dory. It's time for the team to become a team. I'm going to butcher all their names and just forget the majority of them. Anyways, we got Die Beard, who makes a PowerPoint. He gets uh, picked on by Peacemaker. The cops find out that Peacemaker is not to blame for what they think he's in blame for. Or they find out that rather Peacemaker is to blame and his father's not. Hmm. The team goes to investigate a storage facility where they think that product that the bugs are eating is being made and manufactured or at least shipped around so they go there peacemaker has an x-ray helmet he's seeing bugs inside of people's heads he just starts blasting the hell out of them an epic fight ensues they fight this giant it's not a monkey you guess it right it's called a gorilla the gorilla's got a bug inside of it and all hell breaks loose did i say that oh by the end of it everyone's getting their ass kicks the good bad guys anti-hero good guys until Dye Beard comes in with a chainsaw, ladies and gentlemen, oh, yeah. and sticks it through Mr. Gorilla's backside. There's blood everywhere. Guts are on everyone. And you know what happens? Peacemaker has a little more respect for Dye Beard. Mm-hmm. This is the beginning of their bromance. <laughs> and it's the beginning of when the non-team they've put together starts becoming a team and a unit. And then... What's uh, Waller's kid's name?
1: Something very complicated.
0: All right. Well, something very complicated. Amanda Waller's kid's (laughs) name hides a diary in the Peacemaker's room. She feels really bad about it. She's conflicted because it goes against her moral compass, but she does it anyways because her mama tells her to do it. And then at the end of episode five, she puts on Peacemaker's X-ray helmet and sees that her boss, Mern... Is actually a bug man. Dun dun dun. End of episode five. I miss anything. Uh
1: that was pretty much I mean Vigilante was a little bit jealous because uh, Oh yeah Iconos
0: came in with the with the chainsaw. Yes, Vigilante yeah. was was really wanting to use the chainsaw and then Dye did and he thought he was trying to show off. Yeah. We'll go in more depth on that, I'm sure. Episode six Myrn after reading. Peacemaker talks to the bug. He's got a little bug friend who makes a peace sign on his jar. He kept the bad bug from the earlier episodes in a jar. So the bug starts trying to communicate with him. The bug breaks out of the jar because the cops are coming after Peacemaker. Vigilante He's also there. Vigilante being smart, not smart. Ties the bug to his back and then falls out of a tree in the glass Breaks, and then the bug goes into the cop lady. Cop lady then turns into the big bad bug cop lady. And she decides to, you know what? It's time to stop being nice. Time to roll up our gloves. And she calls down the evading force of alien bug creatures, and they take over the entire police precinct and the entire jail and all the good guys and bad guys. Looked like there was enough bugs to take over the entire town, but that's not entirely what happened. Then John Cena plays the piano, and he's actually playing the piano. Yep. Yeah. That's a thing. Why does he play it so long and for what purposes? I don't know, but I guess it's kind of nice. Then we got the bug police. They go on public record over the news, and they say, hey, Peacemaker is to blame for an alien invasion, and we want you to help us bring him in. He's public enemy number one. Dun, dun, dun. And then Peacemaker's daddy is freed from prison or jail or whatever. he Jail, right? And he goes, you know what? I'm going to do something I should have done a long time, boys. What are you going to do? I'm going to kill my son. Bum, bum, bum. And then he gets some ladies naked and he puts on his dragon armor. Yeah. So moving on. Episode seven. Stop dragging my heart around. Peacemaker and Vigilante decide to go kill the cow. We'll explain what they mean by cow later. Oh, FYI, they find out that there's this cow that's been brought from another planet to be milked so they can take the milk or whatever it is, fluid substance, to feed all the bugs. And they call it a cow. It's a cow. Then the daddy has a wickedly powerful suit. It's basically an Iron Man, not Iron Man, kind of Iron Man, got blasters and I can fly, apparently, suit. Yeah. And he's basically a Ku Klux Klan guy. And they're all running around in mock Ku Klux Klan dragon hoodies. It's ridiculous. And not even hoodies, yeah. like the burlap bags on her head. Yeah. It's stupid and it's offensive and it's definitely eye candy meant to be incendiary. And then the vigilante proves that he actually might be the biggest hero out of everybody. Mm. Throws a grenade and why he doesn't move, I don't know. And why the dad doesn't move, I don't know. But they both get blown up because he's trying to be a hero. FYI, the leprechaun guy, the little green ninja, kills some dudes, takes their car. Yeah. Then we got, oh, the good... Bug Myrn is squish-squashed. He dies. Tybeard rescues someone, blah, blah, blah. Peacemaker kills his father. It's time to teleport the cow. Oh, right. The bugs are trying to teleport the cow because they know that Peacemaker and his team know where the cow is. I keep saying cow. Y'all, it's not exactly a cow, but it is a cow from another planet. Cow? Hashtag what? And we see the thing at the end of this episode. And... Would you, would you want to take a crack at describing what it looked like?
1: Uh, it looked like a giant, a um, giant baby caterpillar. Yeah, like it looked like a giant caterpillar that kind of had like a weird cutesy baby face.
0: Yeah, and it'd be like a flesh toned color with a bunch of eyes, yeah. arms, and a ton of teats that are being milked. Milked? That yeah. Yeah, and I think they described it as. A giant caterpillar the size of the Empire State Building, which is arguably pretty accurate. Yeah. It's both cute and utterly disgusting to look at. So, episode eight, it's Cow or Never. (laughs) the, The name of these episodes are ridiculous. Yeah. So the team goes to kill the cow. Peacemaker starts hallucinating, seeing his dead father everywhere, which is kind of obnoxious. I hope that's not the motif, but I guess that it's easy to do. Plus, when you got an actor who's that's great, why not just keep bringing him back? So I guess we'll get Ghost Father for season two until he makes peace with the situation peacemaker has a whole slew of helmets that he's sampling he's got a levitating helmet he's got whatever let's talk about the sonic boom helmet for now all kinds of antics ensue trying to get the sonic boom helmet into the right place eventually they get it to the right place-ish and then it's moved to the wrong place-ish and they let off four really specific sonic booms peacemaker goes to geoff and they square off geoff is the uh the villainous bad bug that took over the police lady and geoff says hey man let's stop fighting follow me i want to show you something and this catches peacemaker off guard he goes oh maybe we did create a bond and geoff explains to peacemaker that listen We've come to your planet to ratify what we weren't able to do to our planet. We burned our planet resources apart. People in power made bad decisions based off of greed and monetary things instead of the betterment of mankind. And what we want to do is commit to bringing peace to your planet, even if it means thrusting ourselves in there in an authoritative way. What we want to do is prevent you from making the same mistake we made. And what does Peacemaker say? You can see he's connected to the idea of peace. And yet, what does he say? He says, human torpedo activate. Oh, yeah. One of the other helmets he had was a human torpedo helmet, which basically shoots you like a human torpedo at whatever object you're pointing at. Oh, yeah. And Amanda Waller's daughter, who has the name we're not pronouncing right now, for whatever reason, reasons. a bayou. Yes. Atabayu. She's wearing the helmet, and it shoots her towards the cow at incredible speed. She goes flying into the belly of the cow. You got guts and intestines everywhere. It's disgusting. And then, oh yeah, Peacemaker shoots G off, the police bug, in the face, tragic, and kills her. Oh yeah. And then the stupidest part in all this series comes. The Justice League shows up. Ladies and gentlemen, the Justice League shows up and they strike the stupidest pose And we see them kind of silhouetted, but we also see them, some of them clearly. And it looks like we have Cyborg, Aquaman, Flash, and Superman who never lands. And Peacemaker says, you're late, you asses. And then uh, the Flash, they take a cut at the Flash, and then they take a cut at Aquaman for having sex with fish. And Aquaman says, I'm tired of this joke. And the Flash basically confirms that it's not a joke that Aquaman, Arthur, does in fact have sex with fish, which kind of compromises all the movies we've seen up to this point if we're saying that this is now part of the canon. So I'm kind of looking at it as a multiverse setting that's part but not part because Superman doesn't show up late not do nothing. And does Aquaman really have sex with fish? Yes, I suppose he does, but does he? I guess he does. But do we want to know that? I guess we do. But I don't. And then at the end of it, everyone lives Uh who's not dead. Everyone lives who's not dead. Right. (laughs) Yeah, okay. And there you go. Peacemaker.
1: Peacemaker. I mean, uh, I'm trying to find this superhero dish from episode, who he talked about on episode 7. But
0: uh, I just love the fact that he has a story about every one of them. He, d- he does, and they call him out eventually. They go, what is wrong with you, man? You got It was in episode seven. They called him out. They go, you got you got some sort of BS story on every episode. Uh, they don't say episode, but they say every hero. You got some sort of BS story on every superhero. And he goes, they're not lies. Yeah. And then at the end of it, basically what they do is they show us the Justice League to confirm and corroborate the fact that they're not lies. They're lies. Uh, maybe. They're, they're unconfirmed rumors. Listen, it was fun to see the Justice League there, but I also felt like, why would the Flash say that about Aquaman? and Why would Aquaman basically confirm it by rolling his eyes a little bit? I don't think he
1: confirmed it. He kind of just like, like, whatever. Like, He didn't defend it further. It was BS rumors. He said he was tired about it. like, how, how how much defending of a rumor do you need to do before you just like, eh, whatever. I know the deal. I know I could bang him off. Whoa, so whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Aquaman we talk about.
0: True. You're right. I but, suppose um, you're
1: right. Yeah, man, it was it was pretty crazy, especially you know the the end, where it's like Peacemaker. You, he had that 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 chance to get world peace what he what he's been fighting for. Yeah, essentially. But you know, it came at a cost which he wasn't willing to to pay. Like if you're if are you really free if you give up your free will? So I mean, I feel like that's what it kind of came down to, and he was like, "No, you're not." Like, you're not going to be yourself. Like, you're being taken over by these, by these aliens. So, nah, I can't have that. I can't have that at all. So, you know, I see why he killed her. Killed the bug. Actually, he didn't kill the bug. He just killed the body. He let the bug live. Yeah, he let the bug and, live
0: again. And the bug uh flew to his house and sat next to him at the end and
1: ate what little goo was left. Yeah, so that bug going to die soon. Not that something happens. I
0: mean, I, 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 I doubt they're going to bring it back to season two, but I'll be, I'll be pleasantly surprised if they do. Well, the bug probably not going to come back season two. Season two is going to have to go its own way. But obviously there's more bugs out there. And obviously there are more cows on the bugs' ships or something,
1: right? Are there? Because the ships are... I mean, unless there was like a big mothership. There had to have been. I
0: mean, there had Mm -hmm. to have been, though. I mean, if you can make a a tiny, you know frisbee sized flying saucer, you can make a larger version of that that fits your swarm maybe. also if their planet was it seems like they come from an advanced technological world and right. they got little teeny hands, so making small components isn't a problem it, true
1: i mean i mean yeah maybe that maybe there are different uh different cows in uh various continents and that was just like one of their i don't know their their sex their
0: well, I didn't get the sense that there was anything else on Earth, but I did get the sense that maybe there was – that they had teleportation capabilities, so maybe right. there's another planet somewhere out there where they're doing something similar.
1: I, I thought they were going to teleport it um, to to a different portion of the planet. To a they were.
0: The planet. Well, they were – these guys were committed to taking over Earth. Right. But I didn't get the sense that this was entirely the last of their kind and this was the only – Like, are we, you think it was a complete genocide at the end of it? Yeah, I was kind of, that's what I kind of got from that. Tragic, man. That's so sad. I suppose it could have been. That wasn't my initial uh, feeling on it, but I suppose it could have been.
1: Yeah, I feel like that that was, like, they were the last of their their species, the last of their kind, and the only way that they can survive was to pretty much take over a
0: whole other species. Well, that was debatable, right? because that's what Mern was saying. he was saying there was a way for us to live here without taking over your people it was True. it was Geoff who decided to uh go a little more extreme mm. and auto correct Earth so it didn't turn into what their planet had turned into
1: right but we didn't we didn't get exactly get what the uh what Mer's plan was on how they can live side by side so that was that right well, I mean, And
0: what was What was the cop? Like I was, I was, I thought he had like more, there wasn't essentially good aliens and bad aliens. There was one, we'll call him good alien because he was teamed up with our guys, regardless of their, what they were trying to do. But we had one good alien who was the de facto alien from everyone else who was going with taking over the planet.
1: Right. So he, I mean, that would be murder. And, you know, I feel like he just, broke off and he saw that like you said that he had another way there was another way for them to live on the planet and you know he broke off did his own thing or he tried to stay i'm going to say do his own thing he he broke off and then try to find a way to stop them which would be uh assembling this team and then you know well taking over a body of someone who can get into an, a situation or get into an organization that he can assemble the team and and in fact try to bring them down
0: Did the Amanda Waller angle make sense to you? So Amanda Waller has her kid join this group because her kid's out of work and needs a job. And mommy thinks her kid's going to be good at the job, but she also wants to take care of her kid. But anyways, let me put her in the job, but kind of protect her enough. Anyways, I also need you to hide this diary in Peacemaker's house so we can blame him for the alien invasion of Earth. Yeah, I don't Did that make any sense?
1: That didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, I, maybe to get him back in prison,
0: but I feel like he still had the bomb in his head. Yeah, and she, and the only reason he wasn't back in prison is because Amanda Waller joined him to this team. So right. he was still doing the same thing. Yeah, so
1: I, I, I didn't get
0: that that whole
1: angle there. I did, that didn't make any sense. Except They to, said to, to maybe. Accelerate the timeline for them to go and find the cow. That's the only
0: logic I can see. But other than that, dude, it didn't. It wasn't needed. We didn't need that. But didn't it derail the whole group she would put together? Because now they're fighting the police and the public.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, she, pretty much, like I said, accelerated the timeline for them to, 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 find a cow, destroy a cow, or whatever, and do what they had to do. It was that. Yeah, it wasn't needed. Uh, but. I- they had reasons.
0: I just didn't understand the, I just didn't understand what purpose it served. Yeah. It's like this weird thing that in the series was supposed to be a, a big plot point, but was just like the oddest thing for them to do. Like, what and why? Oh, Okay. Yeah,
1: you were essentially, like you said, <sighs> derailing your own team that you put together.
0: Right. And if you're trying to make it like you don't even need to make him a scapegoat, he's a criminal. You yeah. can put him back in prison. <laughs> even he knows he's supposed to be in prison. That's the whole f- first episode is him going, I'm allowed to leave. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: huh. What? And he's not even surprised when they come to get him. He's like, Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So,
0: so, so you're like, well, I didn't understand that at all.
1: Um, at a turned into a um, gun shooting badass at
0: the end. Oh, my God. And it was as simple as her going, I was born for this. Right. Now, <laughs> is that a version of your plot armor?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm going to give that some plot armor there. Because at <laughs> one point, she was just, like, scared to shoot the one guy. And then had a horrible shot at one point. And then now she's just out here just hitting every shot. Dude, she looked back. like
0: John Wick. Like John Wick. Under yeah. the armpit, yeah, behind the back.
1: I'm like, like come on. <laughs> Uh, vigilante as usual, is still a badass. Um, he's kind even, of the
0: badassiest of them.
1: Even even after getting shot in the back, my man got that last knife off. I'm like, yo, vigilante needs his own show. <laughs> For real. Like, he's just great. Like the dialogues, the um, the lines he had, he's just great. Yeah, he's
0: he's truly a uh, a dimwit though.
1: Yeah, 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 but. He's a lovable Dimwit.
0: Yes, absolutely. And a loyal Dimwit. Yeah, yes, very true. Yes.
1: Even when what he you- was even when he was mad and was that episode that's probably like episode four. Yeah, when they were driving to the prison. Even when he was mad at, at Peacemaker, like he still kinda, you know, made peace with him right then and there real quick and like moved on really quick. Like every time there was like a little bit of tension between the two, they moved
0: on really quick. He was like, Yeah, okay. Yeah, his love was undeniable, which is also why there's this great moment where Peacemaker says, um, you know, in order that his his bestie, bestie, his best friend, BFF for life, is eagerly, and then at a bayou, and then don't tell V, you're number two. Yeah. <laughs> right? So V's number three. Which is also great because you see this guy who who, at the top of the series... Doesn't have any friends. He's closed off to the world. And by the end of the series, he's got a whole family of friends. Yeah. So w- where do you think season two goes? Man, I don't know. Where could
1: season two go? Like, they could take it pretty much wherever they want at this point.
0: I mean, he's still going to be boot up with, obviously, Vigilante's never going anywhere. Right. Like, Vigilante's always going to be there. Eagerly, obviously, going to be there. And Eagerly, oh my gosh. So there's a scene where... They're tr- running from the police. This is in episode five, I believe. They're running from the police and Eagley just straight murking people. She, yeah. Like, Eagley is taking cops out. And vigilantes, like, even Vigilante is like surprised by some of the violent, violentness that Eagley has to dish out.
1: Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty great, actually. I was going to say graphic, <laughs> but it was pretty great. Yeah. And then, and then also. <laughs> And then also out of Bayou when she was, when they were at the, uh, at the vet and she was kind of like on the fence of whether she was leaving the team and she got her quote unquote sign when she saw eagerly hug Peacemaker. Yeah. That yeah, was pretty dope. And then you see Peacemaker kind of grab his phone pulls out a picture of it.
0: <laughs> because he wasn't able to take a picture the first time it yeah. happened. Because he, he, his dad left. He's like, dad, take a photo.
1: Yeah. It was, yeah. It was great stuff. So-
0: I was, I was kind of bummed that he had to kill his dad. Because me, I was hoping there was going to be a moment to reconcile for them. Um, I don't know, like his dad. Oh uh, yeah, they, they didn't. They didn't
1: seem to like his dad. Nah. Never really showed any type of weakness or softness. He was always pretty firm on how he how he felt and that, what he believed in. And he was a firm belief, even though that we come to find out that, uh, Chris. Peacemaker killed his brother because yeah. they were pit up against each other to fight for entertainment. Yep, yep. for dollars. Right, <laughs> and so pretty much the reason why he killed, why why his brother was dead, is because his, his father made them fight for fun, and he just ended up being the better fighter.
0: Yeah,
1: so, tragic. Yeah, I didn't see. And yeah, when you when you saw him, you know, kind of like go for his, his favorite son, his 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 older brother, like you really saw it. He was like. There was no getting through to this guy, you know. He didn't. See, he didn't see the errors of his ways, and he didn't see anything that he was doing was wrong. So I mean, it's kind of one of those things where he needed. He
0: needed to die,
1: mm. or else he was going to keep coming for, keep coming from.
0: Well, and I guess, in all fairness, the best thing to do with someone who's clearly part of the Ku Klux Klan is probably just get rid of them. I mean which isn't to say there's not redemption for some people and I'm not trying to be insensitive to racist bastards but you know it is what it is um
1: oh also uh what's his name Ikanos had his little moment to shine but which we already talked about with the with the gorilla then they had the the nice bonding after that which is pretty dope dye beard dye beard yes yeah yeah
0: yeah and then Diebeard had this great monologue at the end where the aliens cuz the aliens don't know human customs and culture and stuff asked asked him while he's on intercom with the rest of the team, yes. "Hey man, why does that host body die its beard?" And then Diebeard, what's his name? Ikanos. Ikanos pauses, knowing that the only thing he can do in this moment is actually say the truth so he does say the truth and it's it's pretty depressing man this it this really is. It, it was it was kind of sad and you saw the recognition of his team go aish we we should be nice to this dude yeah be nice to this dude yeah
1: that was a uh, that was painful
0: to listen to yeah
1: but uh but you know he came he did we I mean he freaked out when he saw the uh, the cow Cause he, I guess, he was freaked out from the um, was it Starro? Yes. The kaiju, like he has a thing for kaijus. Don't don't he'll he'll do whatever, but you know he cannot mess with kaijus. He's like no, so he's like legit freaked out, and that's how that's how the helmet got to where it was because he just dropped the bag. Because the original plan for the helmet, actually, the original original plan was to take the levitating helmet and then <laughs> le- fly over to the barn. And then dropped the sonic boom helmet. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Adabaiu said activate levitating helmet, and then it just went off into space. As kind saw it going off into space and didn't say a word.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah. But and so then the ne- and
0: then the fix of that plan was
1: to become or to, they they got a um a equal um girthed man security guard cop. Well, before
0: they even get to that, they tell Eagly to fly it.
1: Oh yes, they try to talk to Eagly to get him to fly it over there, and they thought they got through to him. And Eagly just went off and oh, Eagly just went off and just flew it off into the other direction, <laughs> into the woods randomly. It just which, dropped it. Yeah, which the the hallucination of his father helped him find. I guess they kind of made that work out. But yeah, uh, yeah. well placed
0: hallucination. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then the end of it. so we see the hallucination three times. I think we saw two, at least two times, maybe three times. Right. And the last time was the last image of the series is Peacemaker sitting on his stoop, drinking a drinking a drink or something, giving the G off, the alien bug survivor villain, a drink of its goo. Mm-hmm. Peacemaker's dead ghost daddy sits down on the stoop with them as eagerly drops a rodent for them to eat.
1: Yeah, I feel like the father's gonna be around for se- definitely gonna be around for season two. Like I don't see how he's not like if he's out here hallucinating.
0: Yeah. I think this the, the the Yeah, I agree. I think the father's gonna be around for season two just long enough for Peacemaker to actually have a moment of resolution with his dad. Okay. Even if it's dad in ghost form.
1: All right.
0: But I think it would be a mistake if father sticks around past season two's opportunity to repair that thing, you know? True. And I'll also say this you know, honestly, if I'm writing season two and I've already established that I've got now I've got a hallucinating peacemaker, I'm bringing his dead brother back too. I'm going to let him have resolution with his ghost father and his ghost brother so he can actually move on to be the hero, vigilante hero he's meant to be.
1: All right. I mean, I could see that, but I feel like he kind of came to peace with with killing his brother by he, placing the blame on his father. Like, he come to realize, like, it was your fault that I killed him. Whereas yes. before he was struggling because
0: he just thought it was his fault that he killed him. That's true, and his friend says you were a kid then. Right. It's not on you, it's on your dad, which is then why he opts to put it on his dad.
1: Because
0: mm. his friend kind of helped him make that jump. But if you have dead ghost dad and dead ghost brother, they can go to dead ghost heaven together.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I can see the brother going to heaven. Uh, I'm not too sure about the dead. Hey,
0: listen, Jesus forgives everybody. Uh, when you're alive, yeah. Oh, you think it's too late? (laughs) I think it might be too late. Now we're moving to the religious segment of the show. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so that's basically Peacemaker series wrapped up in a ball. The the content is, it's fun. It's enjoyable. If you like the tone of, if you watch episode one, you're going to want to watch the rest of the content, assuming you've liked episode one. If you did not like episode one, It only gets worse, meaning better at what it does. It gets more offensive, more violent, and it pulls less punches. So you'll know right off the bat whether or not this content is for you. It's kind of like, you know, Vox Machina. You know right off the bat whether or not you're going to stick around. Yeah. Um, If you do stick around, what's nice about the series is they plant seeds throughout the episodes and – a lot of those seeds really do come to flourishing. They blossom and you get the payoff. I'm excited for a season two. I don't I don't know where I think they'll take it. Um, it's got to be some new bad baddie or something. Honestly, season one did not leave itself in any kind of cliffhanger where you got any kind of indication as to what a season two might be.
1: Okay, you could probably pick up with him like burying the bug in a shoebox in the backyard.
0: flushing it down the toilet or something hysterically (laughs) unceremonial but really tragic that's great actually yeah honestly that's great (laughs) um yeah yeah all right so i so i'm digging it um you recommend it
1: oh i definitely recommend it if you haven't been watching it up until this point then i don't know what's wrong with you what are you doing with your life
0: Well, that's two thumbs up from uh, One Brother and a Shot of Milk. That's our podcast today. We were talking Peacemaker. Hope you enjoyed. If you did, tell your friends. And if you didn't, tell your mother effing enemies. Like, subscribe, download. We're on Instagram dropping content all day. Come be a part of the community. We're on Facebook. If you want to come chat with us there, you can find us there. Or if you just want to watch some of these podcasts in the flesh... There are some short little video segments all over YouTube. So you do what suits you best. Or if you're not into all that BS, just listen to the stuff and enjoy it. Otherwise, that's Rich and a Shot of Milk signing off. Peace. Later.